All right, continuing Perak Mem with all the different schusim uh, and schus of this and schus of that. Um, we had the Kriyas Yam Suf. So now we have Uldas Shimon Ish Kitrun Vizchus Atmos Yosef Nikra Hayam Nikra Dixiv Vayonas Hachutza. So just like Yosef uh, ran outside of the bedchamber of Asia's Potiphar, so too the sea ran away from the Jewish people. Karnas Bayer Lamala, Ki, Kriyas Yamsuf, His. Bekaos Hamaim Hativim talking about the um, splitting open of the water which represents nature. Ulifikahamar Ki Peschus Yosef Nikrayam Shaya Gover Al Tivo Yosef overcame his nature. Um, mean to say the you know, different people of different natures, different personality, different things that are more difficult for them. So Yosef was a very beautiful person. He was someone who appreciated beauty. He was Masasa Sirov. He used to curl his hair. He used to you know, put mascara in. And uh, what's the thing called? Eyeshadow and things on, right? So, yeah. Back then, that was more acceptable. Now, don't even think about it, Noah. Thanks. Thanks for rewarding me, Hatke. Okay. But, uh, but the point is, he was a person who understood how this world works. He understood, you know, uh, beauty and uh, himself was beautiful so understandably H.S. Potiphar who was a extraordinarily beautiful woman this was uniquely challenging for him it would not have been so challenging for Ruvain or for Naftali or somebody else okay and those that like terms so Yosef represents the Mida of which is an Uspizian so so that's obviously the part of himself that he had to overcome and control. The bris. He sold us the bris. The, the fact that he's curling his hair and putting on mascara, is that also indicative of the beauty of you? So he's putting yeah. all the things together? Expressing the beauty. No, no. He's expressing, he's expressing out into the world. I mean, beauty, Yofi, is already down in, in the world, in the world of Malchus. That's why we have a king from Beis David, we have a king from House of Yosef, Shaul. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, those are the two potential kings, it's either Yosef or Yehud. So, uh, but, uh, but, but Yosef is the one that uh, is beautiful, appreciates beauty, etc. I mean, beauty is in the whole mazet. There's no up there, it's uh, abstract. Yeah. Yaakov, you know, sitting and learning, like, it's not something that he's thinking about. Yeah. So for Yosef specifically, this was a big uh, new science. So he had to overcome his teva to stop himself from doing that favor. So he was able to split his natural inclination. Buschuso Nikrayam. So that mirrored then the natural sea split for the Jewish people. Jewish people, of course, being the spiritual uh, inheritors of that Koch of Yosef. In fact, uh, 
Rav Yaakov Weinberg said that uh, the reason why Gershwin asked him why is it that in Ushpizin Yosef comes after Moshe Aaron. So why historically did Yosef come before Moshe Aaron? So he said because being that Mitzrayim was a Ervas Haaretz was a place of licentiousness uh, and promiscuity for the Jewish people to successfully navigate that situation we needed the schus of Yosef prior to becoming enslaved in Israel. So we needed Yosef to make the, uh, the big rectification, the big tikkun of overcoming his own nature in this regard so that when we were enslaved, they were like, hey, I'm, I'm from Yosef. Like, he, he, he withstood the Asian Spotify. You think I'm gonna fall for this Egyptian woman? And we see the Taka, Klaus left Mitzrayim and you know, came with our Ksuvas, with our, with our Sifri Yichus, and the, with the exception of one person, which was the result of a deception of the Egyptian man, right? Everybody else were uh, were miyuchus. So that was the schus of Yosef. That's an incredible supernatural thing. Was Yosef ahead of Moshe Earlier, yeah. So Chronologically came Moshe before Moshe Nair. Yeah. I don't remember off the time I had Yosef. He was one of the Ushpizim after Moshe Nair. There are two orders of Ushpizim. One's based on the sphere, one's based on the chronology. Right. Right. So, so the question that Rabbi Gershwin asked was why... Why didn't chronology follow the order of the spheres? Isn't that why... why Historically, why wasn't Yosef born after Moshe Narn? As oh, oh, reflected oh. by the spheres. Sorry, excuse me. I didn't understand the question. The question is why back then, not in the Seder of Yoshpizen, but why back then did... Yosef come before Moshe Nahum? Oh, Answer is because Klaus needed that schos. It's not simply that he's just one of the... It's a good question. One of the 12, one of the 12 tribes. What? I didn't understand the question at first either. It's a good question. Oh. Because <clears throat> the stomach should be that the powers that they represent Correct. manifest in the same order. Chronology. Right. Did you mention that Aaron was older than Moshe? Does that matter? Or the contemporaries? Right. These are Ashkenazim, they should really, really if, if our focus is just chronology and not the serious profile, Aaron should come first, no? Nets that can hold are on the same level. But like Avram and Yitzhak are so different in their different generations. That's a kind of whole, they're like literally inseparable. Oh, not like it's very it's different from Chesed and Kuru. Uh-huh. So, so it's not simply because Yosef is one of the 12 tribes, so they have, they have to come first. Why was he one of the 12 tribes? Why was he one of the 12 tribes? Or what? Arnamosha? Arnamosha? Or David? Okay. Anyway. So the point is, it was an incredible schus that the Jewish people had from Yosef Atzadik. So therefore, the Yam also split for them in the same vein. Okay, Moshe is by Leil. Eitzel Avram, Sheboka, Ola, Just like Avram split the wood for the sacrifice of Yitzchak. Lezeu Gam Kain. Bishul Atmos Yosef Shayagover Al Tivo Al Yedei Kedushas Nafsho Ha'elokis Shalo Veze Goreim Shayivka Hayam. So he had a very holy soul that was able to overcome his nature. So the sea split. Vehine Ze Raya. This is a proof for what we said earlier. Kilo Oila Malyade Maila Lokis Ifdelas 
Nivka Hayam Hatili. So here's another clear case where it is because of a transcendent aspect that the sea is being split. He was able to separate himself away from Erva. He's saying that uh, this is not like, it's not, it's not, it wouldn't have been any Yetzirah to overcome. It's like, oh, um, he, he loved food and here was some not kosher food and he managed to resist. Yeah, It's specifically like the way that Rashi says in Kedoshim to you, what's Kedoshim to you? What is Kedoshim T U? Rashi understands that specifically uh, to be magdi to be yourself from Arias, to separate yourself from Arias. That makes you kolish. Yeah. So that's uh, so specifically a person who is able to. The Rambana, <laughs> um, no, but the, the point is, you know, all the time we use the language of Kedusha, you know, like Kedusha Sabris, the holiness of the Bris uh, Milakat. I'm not saying there's not other usages of the word Kaddish, but I'm saying that when, when a person stays away from <laughs> promiscuity, specifically, that definition is called Kaddish. Rabbi Yudha Nasi was called Rabbi Yudha Kaddish because his hands never went below his waist. I don't understand. Sorry. It's careful to not put his hands below his waist so that not so that his hands should not be in the area of below the belt. Okay. It's a specific, so that, that's... Uh, that's a gather from Arias is Kedusha, because Arias is involvement, absolute involvement in physicality. So you stay away from that. Like we, like we know that uh, Sota brings carbon of. Good. Why should you bring barley and not wheat? She brings animal food. She did an action of an animal. She did an animalistic action. So she brings an animal, uh, animalistic food, carbon. It's an allegation. Not a conviction. Well, yes. there she, she clearly, she clearly um, was seen by witnesses to seclude herself with a man that she was not meant to seclude. That is a fact. Well, the, the, the question is what happened after that. But she did definitely do something already. Okay. So, Kamoshi is buyer. But Prokim Hakod Min Hisham. She Yosef Hayat Tchila Moshal Amitzrayim. That's why Yosef was the ruler over Egypt. Uh, like we said, that, uh, yeah, that Egypt it was a place of, of erva, of, of promiscuity, etc. So Yosef rules over that. He's Kaddish. He's the one who is not involved. That's why he spoke about that already. That's why he circumcised all of them. Yes, no? I don't, I don't, I mean, my attendance is not 100%, but I don't recall that. But you listen to everything afterwards. Okay, so, uh, I do listen to So the, um, um, I've been here for so the, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're getting very close. Getting very close. Okay. <clears throat> and then we'll, so I have. Okay, anyway, so Yosef. so the point is the point is that Yosef um, the, the, the circumcised all the Egyptians. Why? Because uh, Rashi says that they said they said well, this Yosef he wants us all circumcised. So part of the case, so go eat your own food. He said no, our, we can't. Our food rotted. 
So, okay, so then listen to him. So the Gwari there explains that <coughs> the reason why their food rotted is because their, their food, which is Sarah, is it meaning the wheat is, is seed. Like we saw in this passage, Parsha. Zero let me know, right? Each, each thing, seed in its own. So, a grain of wheat is seed. Yeah? So, their seed rotted, his didn't, he's connected, they're disconnected, they're involved promiscuity, etc. So, if you want to be able to eat his unrot, unrotted wheat, fresh wheat, then and you need to be shy to the reason why his didn't rot and yours did, which is he has a British Kodesh. He is someone who is connected in that regard upstairs. That's why his seed didn't rot. So it's like all of you have to get circumcised. Okay? So that's why he's the ruler over Mitzrayim, because he's able to rule that nature of lust. They are like the lust. He rules over that. So he rules over them. Okay? Okay? So Yosef defines physicality. He's the last of those midos. He sold, right? So that already is going to go now and define the physical uh, matter uh, for its designated use. Right? He takes all that wheat. Don't eat that wheat. Put it away. Storage house, right? We're going to do this. We're going to do that with it. He's defining what's going to be done with all those resources. Resources would be the Homer. And he's defining what's going to be done with it. That's called a tzura. Right? I suppose we're just going with the flow. Just on that, you know, just uh, each, he, each piece of wheat, you know, each farmer eats his own wheat and whatever it is. Yosef. So no, 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 you can't, you can't just do all that stuff. Let's gather it all together. We're going to keep it in a storage house. We're going to do something with it. Give it a purpose. We're going to give purpose to this raw, this um, commodities thing, to this, to this uh, um, raw resource. As opposed to producing it, which is marvelous. Maybe, or as opposed to... Yeah, or opposed to having it or producing it, which would be the actual homer itself. So the Egyptians are the ones that made the wheat. Good, right? That was a asmo, gorim sheyivku atzmos Yosef asayam. So that, so therefore, his whole needed that we just spoke out. That's why Yosef is the one who causes the splitting of the sea. Kinyan echad. So, Egypt is physicality, the sea is physicality, just like Yosef right. rules over. I missed the connection. I understand Vaka, I understand Yosef, why the Atzmas Yosef? Oh, well, they were carrying the bones of Yosef, so that the bones of Yosef were there, so the sea split. Means like the, okay. like the remnant, the remnants of Yosef that were still with the Jewish people. I mean, Got it. Yosef wasn't there himself in person. Vay Lamala, Eitzel, Yuridas, Yosef, Lemitzrayim, Vetimsa, Mavur. Okay. Next opinion. Rabbi Yochanan Omer, Mishum, Abba Yosi, Hamechuzi. Abba Yosef. Okay. That matters. I have Yosef. Okay. Interesting. It has to do with Yosef. Ah. Okay. Kasavti Betorosi Bechol Beisi Neman. 
היאם ברשוסי ואני עשיסי אוסך גזבור עליו. Gizbor is the gabai, the one who uh, distributes or, or, or does it on behalf of the uh, treasurer. Okay, good. Thank you. So again, so Moshe is called uh, the faithful servant of Hashem. He's Bechol Beis in Naman. He is uh, able to go to Hashem's treasure houses and whatever. And Hashem gave him the corporate credit card. Yeah. Now the C obviously belongs to Hashem. And, and, to, and Hashem has appointed Moshe as the treasurer, as the one in charge of his possessions. So, therefore, Moshe is in charge of the sea. Yeah? Pirush. Ki mitzad shehaya Moshe Rabbeinu alav ha-shalom ha-kodesh boruchu to the extent that Moshe clings to Hashem haya poil b'dvarim ha-tivim so he could act upon physical things. Oprad, Moshe, Shenemar Bechol, Beisi, Nemanu. Now, obviously, everyone clings to Hashem to a certain level, but specifically Moshe more than anyone else, because Moshe is totally faithful to Hashem. Sheharem is Sheyadavuk, Nevuaso, Bakodish Borhu, Sheshpia Kol Hanimtsoyim, that he was clinging to Hashem, who, that Hashem, he's the one that uh, caused for all existing things to come about. Veneman Hu, Asher Lo, Yishakir Bahem. And Moshe is faithful, he will not lie about these things. So just like we said earlier, Moshe is going to overcome the sea. Don't worry, I'll come back to this. Uh, divine things act upon physical things. Gover al hayam, mitzad milas elokis shall Moshe Rabbeinu alava shalom. Okay, so what's what's the what's the morale working over here? What's the what's he trying to solve? What difficulty does he have? What is he trying to solve? What's he trying to accomplish? Anybody? This particular this piece. Thing? Yep, this piece over here. Well, so first of all, once the morale has developed a lambdas of how it is that the sea is being split in the schos of this, and the schos of that, and the schos of that, then ideally is that all the opinions sh- should be going in the same direction. We shouldn't have like a total outlier, right? So until now, what have we been saying? What has been the mechanism of splitting the sea? Divine over nature, basically. transcendent. Right, it's got to be something, something which is transcendent, cause the physical thing, which is the sea, to split. Okay, so um, now this opinion over here is saying, well, Moshe is bechol beisin emon. Moshe is trustworthy to Hashem in, in every way, uh, and the sea belongs to Hashem. So Moshe gets to do the way he wants. What's the problem with that? It sounds 
to be working maybe with a different lambda, um, with a different mechanism. Right? It sounds like, well, listen, the sea belongs to Hashem. And Moshe is Hashem's servant. So he gets to do with the, with the sea what he wants. So it's not necessarily, maybe even Moshe is very low, maybe he's very physical, whatever it is, but it doesn't make a difference. He's got the, he's got an override card. Because the sea, so to speak, belongs to him. That's what one might read from this picture. Which would be, there wouldn't be uh, any lumbers to it. It would be like, well, okay, fine. I mean, everything belongs to Hashem. So, like, then the whole thing, the nothing gets off the ground. We didn't need any of these previous opinions. Uh, uh, Hashem split it because Hashem wanted to, and Moshe is a servant, so now so Moshe did it, or whatever. That's not going to be satisfactory. It doesn't help us to see the mechanism of how it happened. Yeah? Again, the, um, of course we understand the sea split because Hashem is God and He wanted that to happen. But then there's no need for all these midrashim. Right? The, the, what are these old midrashim doing once we have that? I mean, like that, that statement that I just made, that's like a... Uh, first grader, right? They go, Hashem split the sea. Incredible, right? Perfect. Now, what happens when you get a little bit older? What are you, what are you looking to add to that statement? Sophistication. How? Exactly, Why? exactly. The how, right? That's sophistication. The how. Both of you get correct, right? So the morale has given us a how mechanism that it is language natural for nature to give way to supernatural to transcendent so then now all these statements of Hazal are coming and showing us where was the supernatural in Klausrel that made it that it's appropriate for the sea to split that'll, that'll show us the how so now but here at initial glance it sounds like just it's just a cheat, right? It's because it belongs to Hashem. Okay, shkoyach, right? But so what? So, uh, but how is it happening? It could have been anything, right? If it wasn't something special about how it worked for the sea, it could have been the Egyptians could have been killed, or they would have right. If the Egyptians' lives belong to Hashem, yeah, or right, whatever it is, right? So, so the moral is gonna. Take this midrash and help us to see how this midrash is really, yes, continuing in the same line that we've been saying until now. Which is what? That so the, 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 there's the, the concept of things belonging to Hashem is because Hashem is the transcendent, of course, and this thing is physical. Right? So this thing is on the lower. What's it called? Um, food chain, right? Is this? There's a hashpa coming from upstairs, downwards, right to the sea. So the sea is created. When we say that it belongs to Hashem, in other words, it is created means it is. Um, more physical and not transcendent. The more transcendent something is, the more higher up in the chain of shtalshus, of, of descent, it's located, right? So Hashem is obviously at the very tip of the top, right? And then the yam would be towards the very bottom, because that's like the symbol of physicality. Right? And now what we need to get is that Moshe is Davak to Hashem. Naaman means unwavering, means that the connection there is an absolute connection. It's, it's super glue. Right? So to a certain extent, Moshe 
then has that transcendent, not in his own right, but in a borrowed sense from Hashem, because his nevuah is coming from Hashem, he's unwavering in his connection to Hashem. So then, to a certain extent, Moshe Rabbeinu has that transcendency in him. And so that's why the sea is putting from Moshe. So, so that's yeah, very reasonable. But, I think but, that's more reasonable than the Habamina. Great. Okay. That's what Maral wants to do. Okay. Right? So I'm just saying that that's what he's, the Maral's initially starting with a Midrash that seems to just kind of be uh, using the override card. Well, you belong to me, so you got to do even, you know, it's like belonging is, we could imagine that. You could have like a really coarse physical person and he owns, he happens to own a, a servant who is a very refined, uplifted person or whatever it is, right? And he tells him, listen, I don't care. You belong to me, go and do that ditch or whatever it is, right? So belonging, it, it seems like an override. of a, I don't care who's higher, who's lower. You belong to me, so you do it. We're saying, no, no, no. The sea belongs to Hashem because it is mushpa from him, which means it is low down and he is high up. And Moshe Rabbeinu is not just some sort of borrowing his daddy's credit card, but by being naman to Hashem, he has that attribute to him as well. Because he's dovok to Hashem, he has that attribute as well. And therefore, it's appropriate for the sea to split for Moshe Rabbeinu with the same lumbas that we've been using until now. Okay? In this context, we say, um, means he doesn't lie, right? Means he doesn't waver? Right. Doesn't waver. To, be, to be unfaithful to it. And to what? We to to, to Hashem. To anything? Prophecy is it? Or what is the <clears throat> yeah, Nevoas, so probably prophecies. Or maybe the Nemtsoyim, maybe the Nemtsoyim. Not sure. It will all be true, all, but all of the above. I'm not sure what he meant. He might have meant in them. Okay. Rabbi Hanania Omer, Kvarka Safti. Achlet Sara Yolid Ani. Achli Israel. Bishas Sarosan Shenekro Achim. Shenemar Leman Achai Vereyai Adabra No Shalom. So again, so Hashem is a brother um, to uh, to the Jewish people when they're in a state of of, of uh, difficulty. And we see they're called brothers. Okay? So therefore, they see splitting. So very similar thing to what we used to do with Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Not to the same extreme extent, of course, that Moshe Rabbeinu did of Bechol but... This is Klausrel. So they, Moshe is a prat, is a single person. Klausrel is a klal, like the name, right? Uh, so therefore, they also have this unwavering connection as a nation. They're always connected to Hashem. So, Mipnei ki zehaya 
קריאס ימסוף מן השם יסבורך בעצמו, כי קריאס ימסוף הוא על כל פונים על ידי כוח הנפטור, דוחה הטבע. So, here, so, קלאסו are connected to השם, and השם is putting receive for them because of this transcendent connection. והיה זה על ידי השם יסבורך בעצמו, השם is himself doing it, which of course השם is transcendent. ישראל הם אחים אל הקדוש ברוך הוא, because we are brothers to השם, brothers means very close, brothers, kin, כמו שנסבייר למעלה, אצל לא זז משם עד שקרא עושה אחוסי, אין למעלה, זה לא פיימס מדרש, about the king who loved his daughter so much that called her his daughter and then he loved her so much that he called her his sister and he loved her so much that he ultimately called her his mother. But that last one is a much deeper point. The Ramban says this is a secret of the Torah. Ein Shom. But uh, we don't need that far. But... Okay, so the, so the point is there's this closeness, there's, there's this interdependency, so to speak, for Hashem's manifestation in the world. And Klauswell, the two of them are um, inseparable. So that would be like a brotherhood. אצל לא זוז משם עד שקרא עושה אחוסי, אין למעלה. ובשביל כך, כשיש ים סוף, כאילו מגיע אל השם יסבורך. זה איפה השם is doing it. בעצמו, והכוח נבדל קורא הים. So again, not to say, we're not cheating and saying, well, השם is God, so he can do whatever he wants. And therefore we're throwing out the mechanism. No, we're going with the mechanism still. The mechanism is a closeness that the Jewish people have to Hashem, to Hashem's manifestation in the world, and that is a transcendent thing, so therefore the sea has to give way to that. Okay. You know what it was that did it, that caused the splitting of the sea? It was the faith that the Jewish people had in Hashem that Hashem would be able to do that. Shalom rule Moshe. Heyach neitzei lemidbar vein beedenu michya. How can we go into the desert? We don't have food supplies. Michya, uh, things that will keep us alive. There, Ella. האמינו והלכו אחריו, they believed and they walked after him, so therefore, עליהם מפורש בקבולה, we have it explicit in the words of the כסובים, beautiful words that we say, הלוך וקרז באזני ירושלים, השם אסטרקס, go and call out into the ears of Yerushalayim, Zacharti lach, as we say this in Davening and Roshanah, Zacharti lach, Chesed neuraich, I remember for you the kindness of your youth, Lechtech acharai b'midbar, Beres lo zeruah, and you're going after me in the desert, a land without sowing, Mashavach Mefurshacharav. So, what does it say after that? Kadosh Yisrael Hashem Reishis Tvuasa. So, you see that the Jewish people are called holy because of this. Ad Khan. So, it was our Muna in Hashem to go out and follow him into an unknown, unsustainable situation to. Go out to the desert, that emuna is what's sufficient to cause the splitting of the sea. Says the Mara Even though when they got to the sea, 
Isn't there a lack of emuna? Some lack of emuna. They're different. We have different katim, different groups of people. Some were mamish mektane emuna. Some, some were pretty big bali emuna. They, they, they. Uh, there was um, those that wanted to go back and surrender. There were those that wanted to jump in the scene, commit suicide. There were those right. that wanted to fight. We had the whole. So yeah. Right. And when there was all the ones to just scream out at, right. at, at them, and that would be enough to defeat the Egyptians. Right. If I, if I say so myself. But uh, the point is, it was the original. But it was the original. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. So it was kind of a relic. But it's not that they lost every. Beyond. It could be if they were literally, you know, uh, undid everything. Yeah, right. the mamash not shayach bechlal to to that. Maybe that would be different, but the. Emuna, remember, this, this, remember the big, uh, how the Maral fought against the Ramban with, uh, with Avram Avinu. It says that when Hashem promised Avram Avinu that he would have, that he would get, um, that he would have children, right? And, uh, and says that Avram Avinu believed vehemin Bashem. And he considered to him a tzedakah. So Rashi means Hashem considered to Avram a tzedakah that he believed in this haftacha. It's together in the words Hashem and believe. And the uh, Ramban says, What? person who was willing to be thrown to the Kivshan Aish believed Hashem, a promise of Hashem? What's the big deal on that? No, it can't mean that. It means, means Avram considered to Hashem a tzedakah. But the moral says, no, no, no. Amuna is, Amuna is every time you have to do it again. Just because you had Amuna back then doesn't mean that you can have Amuna now. It's not like a, uh, you know, you, once you hit it one time, then, then you just stay there. It's Sadiq you have to be doing it constantly. Well, evidently not. Right. 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 Am I reading this correctly? On their past, Amuna and Hashem, when they went out, into the desert without any provisions. They said, what are you saying? We're, we're following Hashem? It's chus that. That's what calls it. It's that. Yeah, they're not chus. And that's chus? Yeah. See the split. split later. Yes. But we also have a big discussion about what the moon was like at the very moment when the sea was... Which, which for many wasn't so great. And I'm pointing out, that yes, and so what? It's A moon is not something that, well... Well, if you had a moon the first time, then how come, how come you're doubting now? Answer is because uh, it's a new, new situation. It's not, you have to be mechazek again. It's not uh, a guarantee just because you, you were mechazek in a moon that one time and you were a big, big ball of moon. Doesn't mean that necessarily you're going to have it always. It's something that you have to be always working on. That's what, that's what the moral is saying over there. So their Amuna at the time they left Mitzrayim it was very good. It was, very good. It was a pure Amuna. And indeed, it caused the sea to split later on? Indeed, it did. And so... That's not the point. I, that's not what I'm coming to address. I'm yeah. saying that, that uh, you know, lest any of us ask, well, if there was such a big Bali Amuna back then, then how come now they're, they're, having, you know, they're, they're doubting Hashem? Answer is, answer is not a kasha. No, Father, but you're not taking away the fact that they lost their muna. They still have the schus from before. That's true. Muna, the muna is not con- constant. You have to work on all the time. But you can earn a schus But your, but your schus can stay. Yeah. So and, and that actually causes... We're saying is that this, the, the muna they had when they left Mitzrayim at time one, in time two, is what causes the city split. That's right. Because it's still yours. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. It's not... You, you haven't lost it. Just because, uh, just because, you know, you, you're not maybe doing that right now, you're still the same person who, who did have that amuna. It's a new mitzvah, a new, new, new challenge to have amuna again. It doesn't, it doesn't negate that you had amuna that first time. Amuna is hard, you have to do it every time, new.
Yeah, very important. Okay. Um, let's cut for Ryan. So this is for the Mara, like awesome, right? He's got a Mephorish. You see, he wants to see the split. You know what you have to be called? A Kaddish. Why is it important to be called a Kaddish? You want to see the split? You're transcendent. Kaddish means Nivdal. Right? Kachim is something that people are not allowed to eat. Regular people. Alright, Mikudashisli means Asul Kuyamakahektish. Right? Set aside. So, if you want to see the split, you have to be set aside. You have to be Nivdal. So, you see over here, the clouds will go out into the desert. They go after Hashem. They have a Muna. And they're called Kadosh. Kadosh Yisrael. And therefore, they have the sea split. Now, why is a Muna give you Kedusha? Why is a Muna make you a Kadosh? So, physical things, right? What's something that everybody is just loathes? A good, a, a real good Chicago, Chicago one loathes a a fair weather fan, oh. right? You're, uh, you're faithful to the to the Cubs, even though they haven't won anything for thirty years, right? 100 Still, hundred years. Still faithful to them, right? Oh, you, you're just a Fairweather fan. You're, right? Why? Why is that such a... Because physical things are moved by winds. Right? If something, if something is just physical, if it's not a true, it's not a truly transcendent connection, like, like the Chicago Cubs have, right? Why? We're so faithful to them. But... Uh, but the point is, faithfulness is that you are unchanging in this regard. That itself speaks to, speaks to a transcendency. Physical things are constantly changing. They're always in flux. They're in a state of genesis and decay. They're subject to winds. They're subject to things pushing them one way or another. They are a nifal, acted upon, Right? Reactive. Ow. Hey, what would you do? Right? So, having a, tough, having a very difficult day because of what this person did, that person did. Whereas a person who is a Naman, he doesn't, doesn't change, doesn't waver from whatever, wherever he is, no matter what winds come. <clears throat> So that is also a type of advekus to Hashem. So therefore, since they were clinging to Hashem in an unwavering way, they are transcendent. So therefore, the sea splits for them. Marla keeps stressing this. All the same lomdos, all these chazal, uh, they're not just arguing, throwing psukim at one another randomly. These are all sources of transcendency which will cause the physical to split. What are they, what are they really arguing about? Different aspects, different chinas, different levels, different lomos, klal, prat. All those. They're all masking with what they're saying. They may not even be. So the moral says that, that there is Elu Elu. In all these situations, it's always Elu Elu. Everyone agrees. Uh, I don't know if everyone agrees. I mean, to say, we, we know that it's all true. They, each one of them, 
might be coming at it from the perspective that resonates with his with his Shorsham Shama or whatever it is. But these are all different perspectives, but perspectives of the same basic concept. So specifically the moon of leaving. Because that's like <coughs> the beginning, that's the defining moment. So So we saw earlier that Avtalian Omer, Kedai Haemuna Shehiminu Likroa Hayam Dixiv Vayamin Haam. That's in Shmos Dalad Lamad Aleph. That's talking about when Moshe came to Egypt and told the Jewish people, okay. Taking you out, Hashem sent me with the signs, etc., and they believed in him. Okay, so, so the morale is saying, "Hey, we got a muna muna. What's going on? Are these two different levels? Well, what I mean, I, I just told, I just finished telling Noah that all these different opinions are dealing with different, different madrigas, Yosef, Moshe, uh, Muna, right? All these different levels." So, but here it sounds like it's just the same thing all over again, just different posuk. And it says no. So I was saying that uh, the, the one of them is is stressing the amuna at the time of actually leaving, whereas Avtalia stressed the amuna at the time of the beginning of the salvation earlier. Where is the beginning that's going to be the most crucial point? Demonstrate a muna then that you're uh, then you're you're defined as a as, as an okay so that gets us up to Rabbi Yosi Aglili. Okay.